Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit make these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Am I tough enough? Strong and stable leadership. Total rhubarb. Hell yes, I'm tough enough. Shut the fridge. Not another one. It's the Politics Show podcast. Love podcasts, hate nonsense. It's the Politics Joe podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Come on. Woo. You'd love to see it. You love to see it. I've been left on red by Michael Gove. Well, wow. let's out him like that. Well, yeah, I mean, fucking well, we number. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, um, but yeah, that's not, not great. Since we're in the it? business of outing people this morning. <laughs> Woo. That's right, we're going to do it. We, Michael Crick came close to saying it on GB News. He came very close to very saying close. it. That's the interesting one, isn't it? Like every, we, we all know. Everyone knows. But we don't know. Who it oh, is. Okay, but how close? How many times do you, does someone need to tell you who it is before you go, and from different sources, before you go, well, that's who it is? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Who got that so wrong? Carl Beach. We mm. got it. It was so wrong. Yeah, that's Tom true. Tom Watson famously used his parliamentary privilege mm. to name the alleged perpetrator mm. and to talk about these crimes, and there was no evidence for it. And then it ended up being some, you know, some poor old man who I think he topped himself in the end, didn't he? No, I think he died. Oh, he just he died. died. He died of cancer. Oh. Presumably, presumably still in disgrace. But I mean, yeah, do Someone not. He never knew though. He never got cleared. Do not shout nonsense. Else's wife died. Um, she was suffering from dementia, and she died. Without, with her husband still facing these allegations. That is okay. so well, that is well, we're going to get into it anyway. I mean, we're going kind of, to kind of jump the gun a little bit there, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, cheers, Ed Campbell. Cheers. Politics Joe's golden boy. Mix in a water, it's good for you. You don't always have to have a beer, do you? Plenty of gin, mate. Yeah. Sant- oh, is that what you're on? Mm-hmm. Delicious. Um, Ava Santina, the only serious journalist among us. How are you? <laughs> when did this start? <laughs> yeah. When, it makes you so angry. You, Your veins you, you started you were, pulsating. You were just like, I'm texting Michael Gove. I'm not a serious journalist. I'm not a serious journalist. 
It wasn't anything to do with podcasts. I'm about, <laughs> are you free later? <laughs> I'm yeah. about to kick off a, you know, uh, 10 to 20 minute long discussion about nonsense. I don't know if you can call me a serious journalist. I mean, are we going to have, a, are we going to have an epistemological discussion? Because that, you know, about what and isn't, is and isn't a nonce. Because, you know, 17, is that nonsense? Yes. Can we talk about the IEA tweets? Yes, this it, was unreal. A bit of context. We're talking about the BBC presenter, right? Okay, okay. We've got that out of the way. Everyone knows now. Go yeah. on. IEA. There is... I'm not going to name the contributor because I think this is another case. <laughs> Do you, you know when the IA have a, a new young person and you're like, I feel quite sorry for this person because they just seem to be a vessel yes. for this right wing. They're a puppet, essentially. But this person <laughs> tweeted, it was more like an observation that you should just keep, I think you should just keep to yourself saying, you can, you can have sex at 16, but you can't send nudes till you're 18. And then the final line of the tweet was, that's a discrepancy. Yeah. Which it, it is a discrepancy. That's, that's a fact. But this is a young woman sending that <laughs> like, as oh, well. No, it, was, it was a young, it's like a woman said it, but like she took no, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like what did she, what? She that just made an observation. That is a disgrace. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really lent much um, sort of mental, I've never spent much time thinking about that, the gap between those two things. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is a gap, isn't it? I do, I've never found myself in a situation where I've gone, oh, that's that's. Is that presumably because of I don't know, like, like making porn and it, like making money? Is that is that why? I think one one could be more inherently. Well, you're looking at me as if I have the answers. I don't have the answers. Like you're I'm looking, looking at me like some sort of oracle on the on the sex this is, this laws. Is, Mm. A minefield of discourse. Yeah. I mean, it does feel like... A, so it's really interesting because it, it was in reaction to the discourse at the moment about Gen Z and Gen Z are le way less favourable to age different relationships. They call them age inappropriate relationships. Oh, like between like two, like two adults, but there's a massive like gap between them. Yeah, and right. funnily enough, there's actually another guy who's on the BBC who's he was Doctor Who. It's, it's all come up because of that. He's like in his 40s and he's dating a 24-year-old and the internet are up in arms about it. Um, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind that. I mean, if you know, some people are like old souls, some people aren't, and you know, people consenting adults can do whatever, well, whatever the fuck they want, really. I think there's like, I think there's one basic rule, and it's it doesn't matter how old. <laughs> okay, no, there age. are there are several oh, so, yeah. <laughs> there are several rules. There are several rules around this, but like the sort of the one within. My friendship group, which I don't know if someone like matches with someone on Hinge or Bumble or whatever, and it's like, yeah, yeah and it looks really nice. So, you know, we've had a great conversation, but I'm a bit unsure about going out on a date because, you know, she is 23. Mm. I always say, if you're asking the question, they're too young. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 if, yeah. If, 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 if there's a doubt yeah. in your mind, then no. Yeah. It's like, if you're having to ask it, then, 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 then park it and leave it. I don't know. If you're like 30 and you're going out with a 50 year old, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I really, I really don't care. You know, it's, it's, no. There's, there's something about your 20s, though, isn't there? Where, But it's interesting how Gen Z are so on it. It's so, it's so different, I think, to when I was growing up. Because, well, I, as someone who dated older men, <laughs> I, was like, I have so gonna, much experience. So what's, so what's their problem with it? Why do they, what, like, what are the grounds they oppose it on? I, like I think it's an influence thing. So power. What, what, a power influence. And also, it do, they kind of have a point. So what their argument is, is that if you are over 40 and you're a well-established actor, if you're dating someone who's new to the scene and just getting into it, Which there's actually? an uncomfortable power <laughs> dynamic. Doctor Who? Yeah. So that Matt Smith? Yes. Okay. I just, wanted, I just wanted to be... I'm just scared about I love naming anything. everyone is just like, can we say the name? Yeah. <laughs> so Matt Smith is in a... He's dating an adult. Yes. And that's fine. 
They're in a committed loving relationship. I was agreeing. I was stating a fact. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that argument though, because you're quite. You're just sort of. You're removing the agency of the woman involved in that. Yeah. Okay. But this is my thing. So when I look back when I was 22 and I started dating the old man. Um, <laughs> you will have your revenge. Um, I look back on it and I think to myself, what did he see in me? Because I was like, I was very 22. And I look at my sister. No, I know what he saw in me. <laughs> but what I mean is I look at my sister who is 22 and she's got such a childlike body that I'm like, that's, it's quite, sorry, we've got to talk about it carnally. Otherwise it doesn't make fit. sense. This is a complete minefield. I don't know whether drive by doing on this. your sister. <laughs> I don't know if doing this, this for like the lead subjects of the podcast was a good idea. It's just like a hot mess. My basic argument is I don't, I, yes, I kind of do think 22, if you are over 40, is a bit strange because why doesn't anyone your age like you? So is it half the age plus? I said there's a joke. I don't really. That's what people used to say at school. Yeah, which is at school. What would that mean? No, like I don't know. If someone was going out with someone, if someone was going out with someone in In like three three years above or something, three years above. Did you have that school? Wow. That's well, no, like most. I think the most. There's a story I can't say. I'll tell you guys after the podcast. Which I can't. I can't say on the podcast. I'll tell, if you email me, I'll no, tell I, you I got. I got. I got. I got cucked pretty hard by a girlfriend at school with someone in the year above. But I'm just not going. I'm not going to tell the story. Um, anyway, anyway, you know, pretty standard. Like the girls in your year will go out with the lads in the year above. But yeah. like, there's a couple who will go like two or three years above. No, two, two seemed at, in my school. Two was fine. Three was like I think suspect. three is sus. Three were getting somewhere. And if they're going out with someone who's not at school anymore. Yes. Big problem. There was a girl yes. who did that. Big problem. We were in year 10. That's 15. It was, that's 14. Oh my God, it was definitely a crime. Now that I'm thinking about that's, it, that's, that is that's nonsense. totally a crime. That's not a discrepancy. That's <laughs> is that a judicial is discrepancy. That what, is that what we're going to refer to it? Is that what we're going to refer to it now? God, Love no. podcasts, hate discrepancy. Welcome <laughs> to the Politics <laughs> Joe podcast. Um, okay, let's, let's rewind it and, and sort of... For those of you who've been living under a rock, let's run through what's what's happened over the course of the weekend, right? Friday, the sun breaks this story. Male BBC star allegedly requested explicit pictures and the crucial part from a then teenager when they were 17, um, beginning a series of transactions that amounts to more than £35,000 in the round. One single transaction, I think, of five grand um, at a time. Now, when I first... When I first saw this as well, I was like, oh, is this OnlyFans? But I think it's direct transfers, isn't it? Um, between, anyway, the presenter's now... pay pig. <laughs> the presenter has now been suspended from the BBC pending an investigation into the allegations. Um, Tim Davey emailed the staff saying that the organisation was taking the allegations incredibly seriously. They didn't initially suspend them, and that's why the mother of the person involved went to The Sun, was because the individual was still on air. Um, they had problems with it. The Sun wrote, quote, the BBC has a... I don't like quoting The Sun. It just feels wrong. Anyway, The Sun wrote, they did, it was their exclusive. The BBC has a sorry history of ignoring complaints and rumours about its own presenters, sometimes with appalling consequences. So they're obviously kind of like invoking Jimmy Savile there. Um, the presenter has not been named for the legal considerations of privacy and libel. And they're talking to the cops about it now. The law was changed in 2018. Hmm. In light of... It, which case was it? I should have probably looked this up before, but in 2018 it was changed. So you can't. <clears throat> oh, it was Cliff Richard. Sorry, it's Cliff Richard. Oh, oh right. yeah. Got yeah, you. yeah. They changed it then because of what happened to Cliff. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is ab- absolutely mad what happened to him. All of those police officers parachuting into his house and ripping the. Yeah, the and it's been broadcast on the news as well. Yes. That's nuts. 
Um, which is why you can't name him now, which makes total sense. There's there's some weird undercurrent of discourse online, which is like, he should be named, which is interesting because the same people who are saying that are also the people who say women make up false rape allegations. <laughs> it's like, it's okay if it's about the BBC, but if it's about women yeah. <laughs> in general, then yeah. they're lying. <laughs> I don't know. It's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because, um, you know, I, I think that you, you just have to, place the utmost precedence and importance on if if what's happened is proceedable to trial, then the media, literally everyone in society, has an obligation to in, to ensure that it does get to trial mm. and not jeopardise that in any way. And, you know, fervent media speculation naming the individuals involved could possibly, you know, lead to, lead to um, you know, the prejudice of a jury and then potentially, you know, collapse the trial, which is the last thing anyone wants to happen. Mm. So you do kind of end up in this weird space where you're arguing in favour of protecting the anonymity of someone who's a nonce, possibly a nonce. Possibly. But then there's all... And the other side of it, though, is that there are presenters being named online because people are so embarrassing, they can't just keep it to their private WhatsApp chats. They've taken it to Twitter. <laughs> there were quite a few. So That's Nikki Campbell chasing, was out talking... Yes. No, it's just cloud chasing the extreme. <laughs> Nikki Campbell was particularly upset about it because there were anonymous accounts who were accusing him of doing it, and he actually reported it to the Met. Rylan, this is an mm -hmm. astonishing story. Rylan was the picture on the Independent article, which was talking about... It didn't name him or suggest it was him, but the picture being there... <laughs> under a headline of BBC presenter mm. suspended, it's going to look like it's him, right? That feels like a big fat lawsuit. I think, yeah. I, I saw that it was not, the Facebook sale was BBC suspended presenter and then the headline was Rylan comments yeah. on that, which like... It's a failure of CMS, but yeah. it's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it is, but it's not, it's not as egregious as he wasn't front page of The Independent. No, but, but I mean, it's still pretty... Oh, no, it's still, it's still bad. Ed, it's, it's still Ed, bad. I ran an article which said, like, nonce on the loose. And then it had a picture of you. And then in small type, it said, Ed Campbell comments. Would you be like, that's well, fine. <laughs> this is a discrepancy of the Facebook. It's just a discrepancy. What, what do you... How do you schedule stuff on Facebook? Well, you can do it on Facebook, Creator Studio. Yeah, Creator Studio. Suite, you know. uh, something like that. You should know. WordPress. <laughs> You've done the, the social selling WordPress wrong. Yeah. You should get better at your job independent. Let's not get too lost in the weeds of audience development um, <laughs> on the podcast for the for the real journalistic heads. Um, so we're not gonna we're not gonna say who this is, obviously. Uh, let's widen out the conversation though to sort of a broader one around I guess um, well there's been a quite a recent big instance of someone falsely accusing people, right? Of of nonsense. And that's that's not to say what's happened that's not, that's what's happening in this instance, but you know, Tom Watson, Carl Beach, that's that's recent history, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. No, it's, it's and it shows the, how dangerous this is. Like, we're, we're, how we're, angry would you be if I paused this and went and bought Taylor Swift tickets and came right back? Is that really what's happening? Sean says I'm in. Okay, off How you go. angry would you no, be? No, off you go, off you go. We should just lower it. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think we should continue rolling, to be honest with you. Um... <laughs> It was taking a Taylor Swift-induced break. We're very accommodating at Joe. Yeah, I may take a break uh, as well. People, Shall I? you cannot take a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to riff. I'm uh, not just going to riff on this by myself. Lunch. <laughs> yeah, I thought, I yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Carl Beach, Tom Watson. Talk to me, Ed Campbell. 
Yeah, I just think it shows the danger of this. Like, I think we were talking about that quite glib- glibly. You said we know who this is. Yeah. We don't know who this is. Yeah, okay. The only evidence there is is that someone has said this to the son, as far as we're aware. We, we have not seen any evidence of this. And then I think this is the danger of... It is difficult. What you're, it, is, it should go to trial. And in order for there to be a fair trial, it needs to be innocent until... Presumption of innocence until proven guilty. But the, the fallout from the um, Operation Midland stuff was so egregious. Four former... I think they were all conservative politicians were accused of mm. murdering a child, of like doing the most outrageous, kind of unbe- well, unbelievable because it didn't happen things. And a member of the House, House of Commons stood up and ranted and railed about it. And pe- their, pe- their entire reputations were ruined. So I think it was Lord, Lord Bramwell's wife died before, she, before the allegations were like disproven. It is it's reckless and dangerous, to, I think, to be speculating about the identity of the person and it's really serious like if he was a serial liar wasn't he yeah Carl, yeah yeah yeah. did you get tickets sean cocked it up <laughs> <laughs> sean completely misunderstood <laughs> okay um do you want to hear the clip of the uh of ryan giggs being named in parliament using parliamentary privilege sure yes sure thousand people having named ryan giggs on twitter it's obviously impractical to imprison them all, and with reports that Giles Coran also faces imprisonment. Order. Let me just say to the honourable gentleman, I know that he's already done it, but occasions such as this, order, are occasions for raising the issues of principle involved, not seeking to flout for whatever purpose. If the honourable gentleman, order, the honourable gentleman wants to finish his question in an orderly way, he can do so. What happened was, it's really casual, and it doesn't, it's not that exciting, it's not like a big drum-up moment, but you can use your, your privilege, as, you are privileged as a, a member of parliament, where you can name if, if, some, if you think something is in the public interest, in a way that you couldn't do if you're a normal civilian. Yeah, so just to be super clear, Ryan Giggs, not a nonce. I think yeah, we need. Is to... that what he's being accused of? There, no, he was just being accused of. Basically, there was this wild story that it took. It took every. He was just having an affair. It wasn't like that big of a deal, but for some reason, it dominated the discourse. I think it was um, press freedom, right? It was like an injunction out because he was he was shagging his brother's missus, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and so he had an injunction about that. Quite an embarrassing thing to uh, come out about you, and. Um, I think that I think I think it was big discussions about like press freedom. Is there? Well, I think there's a, a counter question to that. Is is it in the public interest for people to know about that? Like, what what's the justification mm. for for that coming out? I don't know if there there is one particularly. Um, well, what the issue was is actually quite similar to what's going on with the BBC at the moment, and it's kind of unsolvable, which is that other people are upset that they are being accused of it. So yeah. There are people currently who work for the BBC who are being accused online, and obviously they can come out and say it's not me, but the accusations can keep going. Mm-hmm. Because there was a there was a, like a rush of them over the weekend, wasn't there? Like Lineker, Jeremy Vine, Rylan, yeah. obviously. Or getting ahead of it and saying it's, it's just gross. I think it's just the speculation is gross. It was Nicky Campbell I felt really sorry for, because he was like genuinely really upset. You could see he was like... Tweeting and tweeting, tweeting, like you could tell he was a man who was very distressed. Mm. It would be. Can you imagine mm. that? You're a father, you've got a job, you know, you've got your two daughters at home, and then you're online, someone's accusing you of the most heinous thing you can possibly do. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Yeah. I guess that's the balance, right? It's um, those individuals 
who can publicly deny that it's them versus then the rights of the abused and uh, our sort of public interest in that being carried to trial. I guess that's the that's the balance here, mm -hmm. isn't it? It's if you're a threat to the to public safety, isn't it? That's mm. it. but that that's where Tom Watson really messed it up because he got it so wrong. I mean, like if that Lord had actually done it, it would have been right to do it. But there was there was completely insufficient evidence mm -hmm. to suggest. And most MPs in the House were against him naming them mm. in the first place. And you know there was it wasn't covered on any news outlets either, apart from one, one, and that person still lives with the sting of it. But, mm. Mm. well, shall we stop talking about it then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we've kind of talked ourselves out, talked ourselves out of, out of talking about it anymore. I think so. Have I think you? I think it's. Uh, I think we well beyond guessing. There's not much more we can say about it, which I'm loath to do. We're not going to guess who it is. I don't need to guess who it is. I know who it is. You don't. I do. You don't. I do. What? Ninety-five percent certain. I would say. I think there's. You know, large that, margin for margin if, of error. Only if you're going to like literally take the position of like no one can know who it is unless a court proves that it was someone. Well, then yeah, but then we can't. How how much can you know anything? Whoa. <laughs> there are a lot of people inside the organisation who are saying it's that person too. We're treading such a fine line here. Yeah. Mm. Should we listen to Ollie on LVC? Fucking hell, yeah, let's. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. We have never had it so good. It's the Politics Show podcast. So, Ollie Dugmore, uh, head of news, political editor, Politics Joe extraordinaire, was... Guys. Fucking betrayed us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, this is shit. <laughs> but, so he had a show on LBC this weekend. Sure he was the, uh, the guest star and he was fantastic. Thanks, mate. Uh, Ed didn't even know what was going on. He didn't, no. But a lot too, of people... He couldn't even look me in the eye and tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I found out in a taxi at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I know this guy. <laughs> I phoned up LBC to my usual rant about you, Les. Yeah. <laughs> Ollie? I tried to tell you, Ed, but I couldn't look you in the eye and say that I'd betrayed you. That's embarrassing. What was it like in the big chair? It was the slightly smaller chair of the bigger chairs. It was in, it's in, the, it was in that smaller studio. I didn't get wheeled out for the premium, premium mm -hmm. big boy one. Um, I think I think there's a little bit of sort of like test testing road testing me making sure that I don't sort of you know start a conversation BBC presenter. start a conversation <laughs> off about the BBC presenter and then halfway through realise that it might not necessarily be the best <laughs> idea and so move the conversation onto something else. Um, they were taking calls on it this morning on Five Live and on, so therefore on BBC News as well. Ferrari was um, was doing it as well this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I saw all got it. Parliamentary privilege. <laughs> <laughs> I, it. I voted. 
We had my parliamentary privilege. Listen, yeah. we had a um, we had a joke on the desk this morning about whether or not we could convince Lee Anderson that his parliamentary privilege extended to him on GB News, <laughs> so he would be okay to name the presenter. <laughs> and Lee, if you're watching, you do. So, <laughs> Lee, you you can do it, buddy. Yeah. It's up to you, man. <laughs> we're, we're counting on you. Um, no, I saw. I actually, yeah. So I'll, I'll you know get get in Sunday morning because, like you said, I was on four till seven. It's very very uh, early in the morning, and I got in about sort of half two, three o'clock looking at the papers and the sun obviously were carrying it for like the second or third day. No one else, I don't think anyone else had picked it up by that point. And I was deciding or not whether to talk about it. And I, and I hedged my bets and figured that sort of my first time uh, presenting a show for LBC might not be the best time to spend an hour talking about an incredibly legally difficult yep. <laughs> uh, and ethical quandary such as, um, such as this story. So I passed on it. Mm. Um, you could have, just, you could have opened sensible. it up as a broader question, couldn't you? You could have done like, should nonces get the death penalty? <laughs> what are the calls? Yes. You might get a really controversial one. Yeah. What are the controversial ones? It's a discrepancy. Yeah. <laughs> are they sending nudes of themselves? Yeah. <laughs> it's a discrepancy. Or to me that you can get married. At a... <laughs> do, you think, do you remember like in like the 70s? And it is. There was, I think it was. It might be in the UK, but certainly in America, there was like the Man Boy Love Association, which was like mm. a paedophile advocate group. Do you yeah, think that's yeah. going to exist for like seventeen-year-olds should be able to send nudes? Bro, Milo Yiannopoulos on Joe Rogan. Like that's what led to him getting cancelled, right? He was basically an advocate for pederasty. <laughs> he he talked, He was talking about. Um, I think he had. I think he there was some kind of like abuse or something like that, and he was kind of. Maybe shock jocking, maybe I don't know whether he genuinely thought this, but he was basically trying to say that it actually been to like his benefit to experience that and was like Yikes. <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> what <laughs> That makes no sense. Yeah. Um There's also the fantastic moment that that lady, whatever her name is, who kept getting wheeled out to talk about Prince Andrew and defend him, was oh. like, He's not a paedophile. Oh my god. He's that... a hebophile. <laughs> He's a hebophile. Yes. <laughs> yes. Was that Lady Colin Campbell? <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> I should hope it is. Otherwise, that's going to have to come out. <laughs> should look it up. <laughs> Could it? It wouldn't. It wouldn't be the dearly departed Lady Hussey, would it? She didn't die, did she? Did she die? No, she she got kicked out of the household, didn't she? she oh, sorry, Grace, yes. for asking that. No, that no, it wasn't Lady Hussey. No, she she's not a public figure, Lady Hussey. I don't think. Um, there was also the fantastic. <laughs> not to you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember when a certain ex Home Secretary's daughter, who is also part of the commentariat? tweeted that there should be more accessible porn and basically was advocating for oh, 16 yeah. and 17 year olds to make porn <laughs> <laughs> and she said it. Ava it's a discrepancy it's a discrepancy, it's, it's a discrepancy. <laughs> she defended it for like two days you know, why can they shag but not film it you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> someone's gonna clip that I know and ruin your I know. career I know they are but you know I like, you know, I just just as just as I you know engage in a, sl in a slightly promising you know separate path uh, I thought I'd sabotage it and shoot it, yeah. shoot it down it's so weird like isn't that. it to look at 16 and 17 year olds and go do you know what they need more fucking rights yeah. like that's just absolutely no, I, mental actually in the context of your conversation with Laura Bates um, oh. <laughs> I think it's I think it's actually a pretty ropey position to be like what do those people need more porn yeah I really like I really do um, I, I guess we're probably being slightly um, ungenerous and I imagine that possibly what she was arguing for was like almost like educational rather than sort of like she was arguing for consensual porn yeah but, you know do you not really get that in like sex education 
like I think when we did sex ed at school, there was like a. I don't think you get full vag <laughs> in sex ed, do you? There's no, no you don't get full peen. I went to a Catholic school, so, so you, got, you got nothing. No, we didn't. It was abstinence, wasn't it? Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, and we did watch a woman give birth. No, no, like on on a film. Live <laughs> school trip. Yeah, I think I may have seen peen. I did. I definitely did. Um, I remember it. <laughs> it was a close-up of a man ejaculating. <laughs> what? Yeah, literally. That seems wrong. How old like, were you? Year eight. That's nuts. Okay, I am going to join the IEA because that is... <laughs> That's a discrepancy. That is, yeah. <laughs> right. We can't keep saying that. Um, oh yeah. my God, why would they show you that? It was quite artful, golden hour. <laughs> was, was there a biscuit involved? No, there, wasn't, not... there wasn't a biscuit involved. <laughs> was there, like, but that is juvenile. A rugby changing room game. The boys did that at school. So they actually did it. No, they, they did. There was a rumor about oh, how. It, no, yeah, there was a rumor. a rumor about the football team doing it. Yeah, but it's a rumor. Like every, I feel like that's like. He actually just got married the other weekend. The guy who was involved in that. I'm glad he found happiness in yeah. the end. <laughs> to the biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> how did you meet? Our eyes met over a soggy biscuit. A, a wet biscuit. In staleness yeah. and in health. Yeah. Married that biscuit forever. How did we get onto this from LBC? Fuck knows. Yeah, let's go back. Oh, oh, yeah, okay, right, segue. Um, I'm doing a good job of trying to shut down uh, any attempts for me to broadcast on LBC by having this conversation, but I did also out myself <laughs> on LBC additionally as having bought cocaine in Lisbon for the sake oh, yeah. of a documentary oh, film. Oh, right, okay. I haven't, I haven't spoken to you. Did you see my face drop? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You did, you did what? <laughs> um... I haven't spoken to any of the senior staff there yet, so you know this, it might be the end already for me having said that. Mm-hmm. But um, you're allowed to there, though. You are allowed to there, um, especially for the purpose in, of a documentary. In the context of a conversation about the decriminalisation of drugs, yeah, um, which they're calling for in Scotland, and I'm about to do the thing I said I wouldn't do, and I'm going to tee up the clip of myself talking. So enjoy Ollie talking on Sunday. <laughs> This is LBC with Ollie Dugmore. Call 0345 6060 973. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. I can hand on heart tell you that I'm not a drug user and as somebody that I just, I don't like drugs and not into drugs. Um, I know many, many people that use drugs on a daily basis. I don't know anybody that uses drugs, particularly in recent years, that have been arrested or charged for having drugs on them. So... It's almost like we've decriminalised it anyway because you walk along Oxford Street or Bond Street or any street in London and it just stinks of weed now. Everyone's smoking it. Mm. And you, Sorry, yeah. Jason. I was just going to ask. I think that's, a, that's an important and interesting distinction, isn't it? Because... You know, the, the, the use of cannabis, um, I think, you know, within the context of the conversation, particularly within the context of drug deaths, you know, we're really talking about a pretty, pretty minor substance there, aren't we? Um, it, it, you know, in the context of, let's say, heroin, cocaine, crack, you know, those harder, more dangerous substances. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you, you know, on, particularly on the, you know, I live in London. Um, you're right. It does. It does think of cannabis. And I think, you know, pretty much case in point largely it has been decriminalized um yeah. with with some exceptions but look where it starts drugs often drugs often start with cannabis cannabis mm. is deemed as the, the lightest drug and then they get bored of that and they want to get a kick from something else i just think that we're not really tackling the real issue and i just think the real issue is is the war on drugs and how do you how do you fight the war on drugs by decriminalising it, it's not going to take the addiction away of the people that are already addicted to the drugs. I thought it was a very good debut. Thanks, mate. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> That's a sarcastic clap. Oh, that was really good. 
Cheers, I bro. Switched. You switched. I've converted him. Tune in this this coming Sunday. Oh, 4 me and my taxi driver. You call in. Be... I'll put you on. I'll put, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, 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 <laughs> get off the air. Get off the yeah. <laughs> You should be doing a podcast right now. You're about, you're not about to selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Discrepancy um, here. <laughs> Wait, listen, you said that thing for seventeen years in the office. Um, <laughs> look, there's a couple. Of, there's a couple of things I probably would have liked to have said in that call. Anyway, I mean, the first is yeah, okay, decriminalised, effectively decriminalised for some people. Um, not everyone, you know. There's a lot of people that if you get caught with a bit of weed in your pocket, you are going to be in trouble with the police. Um, mm. I'll shock you here. If it's if you're black and not if you're white, um, and then in relation to like the gateway drug stuff, but you're also it's it's an interesting one because you're all, when you're talking to people like that, you're kind of do you, are you going to like jump down their throat and like basically shut down a meaningful conversation by mm. by by being like that's wrong, or do you try and like plummet a bit further and then and then talk about it in the aftermath and the sort of what I was trying to get at there, which you will be very familiar with Ed because it was you and I. That made that film together in Scotland. Um, go and watch it. It's on the Poljo YouTube channel. Yeah, well, that film is. Hmm? We, they don't know what the film is. Deaths of Despair. Deaths of Despair. Um, it's on the YouTube channel. Go and listen to it. Go and watch it. Uh, um, I think we're both pretty proud of it. To be yeah, with you. yeah, it was really good. Um, Very good. And that sense of I, that sense of sort of like a loss of pride. I, I really don't think you can over over egg how important that that is. I, um, you know, that interview that you did with Brian and Postle where he has a line in it that just really stuck with me. He was like, you know, what's what's the what's the set, what's the first thing someone asks you when they meet you after your name? It's, oh, what do you do? And if you don't have an answer to that, or you don't have an answer to that that you're proud of, you know, you're you it, you're, huge part of your life is taken away. In in Brian's case it was because he'd had an accident at work, he couldn't work anymore as a nurse. Um That's really sad. Jeez. He, he was he was struggling, you know really struggling with his kind of sense of self and, and saying that, you know, it's a story that's replete across that, that part of Glasgow, but also, you know, Scotland more broadly. Um, I don't know, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts and feels, Ed? We should, we should probably touch on, well, the matter of the film was deaths of despair, like the phenomenon of death of despair, which is where there's a phenomenon of men, young men in Scotland dying through drink, drugs, and alcohol, Ed, drink, drugs and suicide. And just looking at the, there's a theory that it's, that it's, there's external circumstances replete in Scottish society that lead to that phenomenon, like the loss of industry, things like that, people not having meaningful work, like you touched on. Um, yeah, I think it was... I think if you want to combat those, these excess deaths of, or, or self-inflicted deaths, you need, to have a, you need to have a serious conversation about things like drugs. I think that's quite a good example of someone who's... It's like they're almost have, they're having that conversation in a different language. Yeah, I, I think I think we've like people like people like us, maybe people with more liberal attitudes to drug policy. We are having a completely different conversation to more socially conservative people, older people, people who think talking about, like even talking about like gateway drugs. When's the last time mm. you earnestly said, "Oh, weed's a gateway drug"? Yeah, which think about the people you know who smoke weed who don't touch anything else. They just like smoke a joint at the end of the week or. Something like that. Or, yeah, or literally won't even drink. Yeah. That they smoke weed, yeah. Or cancer patients or, who and, use and, that. I think you need to have like an honest evaluation of what why people use certain drugs. Like someone taking a pill at a festival, that's not necessarily a problematic drug user. Mm. Or someone who's going to like is going to hurt themselves. So there's, there's no point being so punitive or um 
stigmatizing of, of drug use. But it? I think that you agree with the symptom, right? Like, so what Jason was talking about was like, we, we both agree that addiction is horrendous, but then mm. there kind of is like two trains of thought about how to deal with that. Mm. Like the mm. Tory, well, the Home Secretary's current advice is to crack down harder on it. And then there's another school of thought, which is to basically facilitate safe drug using. Mm. And if you're a part of the war on drugs brigade, you're never going to meet facilitating safe drug taking. Yeah, but, but, and so that it's just, it just never meets me, in the middle. It's what drives me nuts, is, but like the facilitating safe drug use is right. Like in that film, we talk about Peter Kraken, who yeah. set up, we talked about him with Tom Usher, actually. Peter Kraken mm. is getting a lot of shouters on the I talked, podcast. I talked about him on LBC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mentioned him by he's, name. He's a fucking legend. He's, he's the man. I mean, so Peter, Peter Kraken set up that safe injection room in an old converted ambulance in oh, Glasgow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He supervised X number of injections and there was not a single overdose. Oh, there might be an overdose. But he stopped multiple overdo- he, fatal overdoses. He, yeah. There was not a single death through. And if, if Peter hadn't been there with, I can't remember the name of the drug. Naloxone. Naloxone. If, if Peter hadn't been there supervising the injections, that person would have died. And Scotland's drug deaths are staggering. So if it's so frustrating see, hearing people just not having a good faith conversation about drug policy and just that's being it, so... That's it. It's good faith. Yeah. Because most of the Tories, Michael Gove being one of them, would advocate personally for more responsible uh, or, or better, you know, the kind of... The kind of approach to drug taking that we agree with, that sensible Tories do, but they don't think it aligns with their base. And then loads of polling shows that actually most people out in the country don't agree with the war on drugs and don't agree with hardline drug uh, fighting. It won't fundamentally change until the political will in this country changes. That's like that is the only reason why. It's not the, the evidence is there. You could look, look at what they did. You know the reason we went to, we went to Scotland, right, and then. I went to Lisbon. Sorry, you didn't make it on that one, Ed. And this was for a jolly and had to justify it. You went for a conference. Yeah, there was a conference. No, okay, look, we went for a conference and I thought, well, this is also a good opportunity to make some journalism. So we did. Um, and they were in a very similar situation to what Scotland is sort of creeping towards now. It was mu- it was much more sort of um, to do with heroin. It wasn't, you know, the, the, the drink and the suicide element to it. There it was much more sort of intravenous uh, drug injections. And they legalised... Well, decriminalised, sorry, I should say. They decriminalised, it's different to legalisation. And their drug deaths fell off a cliff. The HIV, the localised HIV uh, epidemic that they had fell off a cliff because they stopped, they, because they decriminalised, they ch- and they took this whole public health approach, improved housing, improved neighbourhood policing. And that's also the really crucial thing about it, is they did, do- it wasn't just decriminalise the drugs, problem solved. It has to take part in a context of, you know, good public health care. Mm-hmm. It has to take context in, in, in improving local neighbourhoods. Um, and as a result, it, it it fell off a cliff. And you, I don't know, there, I was going to say that it was one of the, what, sort of the saddest thing we saw in Scotland, but I just, uh, the saddest thing that happened in Scotland was our conversation with the Fraser family, which, um, you know, was 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 heavy and we, we, won't, we won't get into it now. But being in that alleyway with Peter when that, when that lad um, arrived to shoot up and like the 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 shit it, honestly shit smeared alleyway there is turds on the floor like discarded clothing discarded needles it reeks of piss and shit obviously um and it's just like some blokes fiestas parked there there's like a turn in the alleyway so you can't see down from the street and users basically walk down there shoot up chuck the needle chuck the whole kit and then you know they're off they're off on their way and I don't, it just how you can't have sympathy and empathy for the people that are doing that 
like it blows my mind. It, mm. it blows my mind. Um, and I think it's because we'd ra- people would rather look the other way and pretend that, you know, drug users are like, you know, lost, lost self-control. Someone texted me on LBC and was like, these people have lost their survival instinct. And it's just like, it is, it is pathetic to, 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 think, to, to think that an addict wants to be an addict. It's just like, you're, how callous do you have to be to, to, to suggest that someone wants to be in that alleyway using heroin? They don't want to be there, you know? It's the circumstances of their life, the circumstances of it beforehand, whether you know, lost job, not happy, not fulfilled. I think, like, you look at, I don't know, let's say, let's take, you talked about Glastonbury, right? Why do the 250,000 people at Glastonbury who are on, you know, any combination of drugs, literally like, you know, acid, coke, MDMA, take your pick, they're on it. Why do those people then, when they get back from Glastow, are they able to, like, reintegrate into society and, like, go and work in their jobs? Mm. Why don't they get addicted to those substances when they take them? And why do other people get addicted mm. when they do take them? And it's obviously, it's, it's, it seems so <coughs> obvious, it's like it's the class divide. Do you know what I mean? The people at Glastonbury can afford Glastonbury tickets. You've had this conversation already. We won't retread it. Um, and they're happy. If you're taking coke and you're not happy, yeah. you start spiralling. Yeah. You know? and, and that escapism comes into it. So. And many, many, uh, many people in our industry, actually, I think, have quite a serious cocaine problem. Mm. It's actually mm. extraordinary. And it's never, it's never sexy or glamorous or in any way that it's painted. It's really ugly. Um, yeah, I yeah, think. I mean, I've had friends doing lines in the morning before they go to meetings. You yeah. Know, it's not nice. Absolutely. No, it's horrible. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no way in which that can be viewed as some kind of like sexy escapism. Yeah. Someone mm. getting up at seven in the morning to rack up a line. It's horrendous. Life running. Shut the fridge. It's the Politics Show podcast. Over the weekend, George Osborne got married. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of coke, mm. let's go. Mm. Is George Osborne going to call coke? Was he a coke guy? Can you say that? Uh, I didn't say that. You said speaking of cook. Yeah, like weddings, you know? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Good time, Charlie. I forgot you were you married yeah. recently. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. Speaking uh, <laughs> from recent experience. Um, so George no. Osborne was getting married to yeah, his yeah. former advisor, Thea, her name is. Yeah. Thea? Thea? I think Thea. Um, Thea. It was overshadowed Ruined. by an email that circulated last, I'm going to say last Tuesday or last Wednesday. Midweek. We, midweek. Um, this email went to all of George Osborne and Thea's wedding guests. It also went to quite a lot of journalists and basically the whole media world has been talking about it. And there are several allegations in there which have cast, cast a shadow over the, the, the festivities. But this all came to a wonderful culmination when they left the church and a woman, probably about, I think she was late 60s, early 70s, came out of nowhere and threw orange confetti mm. over the two of them. How could she? <laughs> On the happiest day there's of George Osborne's life. There's got to be a play on words there, isn't there? Or a joke somewhere about austerity. Was that necessary? Was this necessary? Mm. Was Something. this necessitator austerity? Yeah. <laughs> You're Could welcome. You be more austere with the confetti? I don't mm. know. It actually wasn't very she much. She had to make a difficult decision, difficult choices. Difficult choices. About what colour confetti it was going to be, what kind of confetti it was going to be. She threw over them, yeah, whether to do the protest or not, maybe. But she, but she wasn't a Just Up All person. No, but Just Up All did kind of... They're denying it, it, aren't they? They are now. But they did tweet the video saying, yeah. love it. And then they were like, how dare you think it's us? It's yeah. like, what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> also, I mean, a stunt that I would have probably taken... Would you have? A I don't stunt. Know. Do, you think it's, do you think it's a bad thing to do? No. No. 
Uh, I don't think it's a bad thing to do. I th I think in terms of like ethically justified protest, like targeting a politician like that is probably actually more on the side of the justified than the other things they've done well, recently. In, in an absolutely non-destructive way. Yeah, literally throwing confetti at someone as they walk out of the church. Oh, it's like yeah. some, something that could have easily been there, mistaken for an actual wedding. Game there's a hundred people around the corner queuing up to do that, and you, uh -huh. uh, you've just got in there and done it with the orange. You know, yeah, I don't think she did it's... use paper. Paper, orange, confetti. Okay? Yeah. Now, you you thought austerity was damaging to the country. Wait till you find out about non-recyclable confetti. <laughs> Did you see <laughs> the suit that he was wearing? Because I was not impressed. Really? Yeah. Was it not nice? Well, no, but she, it, looked, it looked like he'd sort of like dusted off the old Chancellor of the Exchequer suit, you know. It's a various theory. He's not going to spend frivolous money on a yeah, new suit course. for his yeah. wedding day. Of course he's not. What did you think of the dress? The, the dress? Yeah. Uh, I, I actually really wasn't looking at the dress. I was like desperately. The only thing I looked at in clips was who was there, and I was very. I was fascinated to see. There was who a was, lot of people there. there. Did you see Davcam? He was there. He was like he was leaning right over everyone to take a photograph. And if you've read the email, you might question that. <laughs> oh dear God, <laughs> that's going to be so frustrating for the listener to be like. Uh, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. It. Listener, email myself. Email Ava. No, don't say we'll send the email. We might, we might send it to you. But we might. Can we do that? Why not? There might be a discrepancy. <laughs> <laughs> On that note. Yeah, why not? Let's kill it. Let's let's kill it there. Bang, bang. Dead podcast. Dry but, podcast. Well, dry not dry, podcast. but non-alcoholic podcast. Members gin. To your Cheers. good health. No, it wasn't good health. To Taylor Swift tickets. To Taylor Swift tickets. Cheers. See you on the next one. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.